we've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too, and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance, so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Hello, Cleveland, and welcome to an emergency edition of the Dogland Podcast. I am your host, Jackson McCurry, uh, rolling along with Jack Duffin. It is the first day of NFL free agency. It's the legal tampering period, and I use air quotes when I say that because we all know that is a ridiculous name to uh, put on for NFL free agency because they've been talking for weeks and weeks, so this isn't a shock to anybody. But, Jack, we have our first major splash of free agency for the Cleveland Browns. They have signed – well, they have agreed to terms. I don't want to say signed because they haven't signed because nobody can sign. They've agreed to terms – with John Johnson, formerly of the Los Angeles Rams, on a three-year deal worth $33.75 million. We don't know the full details yet, and we won't know for a few days or even a week. Uh, sometimes these take a while, but Jack, they went out and made a big, the best safety on the market now. So uh, great, another great move by Andrew Barry and company. Yeah, no, so it was obviously gutting. I know, I know you feel the same way when Marcus Williams got tagged because that that was the guy that we wanted. But to be fair, it's not a, it's not like it's a big drop-off where you're like, went from, hey, you wanted Tom Brady and then the next one's available is Mitch Trubisky. It's, it's, not a, it's not a disaster like that. So, yeah, there, there's not that much between them. Um, he, he's been phenomenal. Um, and the deal is really, really good. So I was thinking somewhere 13 and a half to 14 million. Um, and yeah, to get it all the way down to what, just over 11, um, 11.25 a year is, is fantastic work. So uh, really, really impressed with the guys because yeah, there's some other players that we'll touch on that got a lot more than expected. Um, and it's, it's the most important position on defense. It's, it's more important than age Russia. An edge rusher might appear more times on your TV making a play, but that safety is there 100% of snaps and just such an important role. Yeah, I mean, we, talk, we talked about it throughout the offseason. You know, as much as we would like an edge rusher opposite Miles Garrett, you know, safety was such a big part of why the Browns defense wasn't as good as people thought it was going to be in 2020. And majorly, that was in part of Grant Delbert going down. And we even talked about it when we broke down the safety room, Jack. We said, you know, as much as Grant Delbert is talented and we expect him to contribute somewhat this year, we don't know how much he's going to be able to contribute coming off an Achilles injury. It's one of those injuries that takes time to heal. You know, he's young, though. He's a great athlete. You see the videos on social media. The dude is working his butt off in the gym right now to be ready for the 2021 season. But you can't expect him to come in and play 
what, 60, 70% of the snaps right away. Um, so safety was obviously a big need. We talk about, we talked about during the season, Andrew Sendejo, Carl J- Joseph, how much they were thrusted into roles that they weren't expected to be in, in 2020. And when Delbert went down, everybody kind of got an increase of what their role was going to be. They traded for Ronnie Harrison and that was a good deal. But, and even with, even with Harrison, he was injured a lot last year. There's a couple of times he was the injury bug bit him. You couldn't guarantee a Delpit and Harrison safety duo was going to work. So safety was always a must for the Browns this offseason. And Barry and company, I think they knew that this is our number one guy. We need to go get him. And they went and got him. And there was rumors during the day that it would take 13, 14 million. And there was many teams involved. But as you can see, the Browns, got their guy Johnson chose the Browns over everybody else and they got him at a relatively good salary number yeah no it was it was a really good signing and it's just a smart move and 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 that's just a grateful thing we're not banging our head on the table going ah oh, they've overpaid for someone they've done this and uh no it's really exciting and obviously um people listen to nothing but the dogs podcast Brendan Leister was on there talking about the dude wears the green dot and usually yeah you, you would have a a linebacker your middle linebacker usually wears the green dot but the issue is with the browns we saw it last year switching linebackers in and out where if you're only playing one linebacker then you don't have a wagner or keekley where you're like oh we've got the one dude he can play 90 100 of snaps it's more going to be a case of hey maybe like 40% is the max amount of snaps any linebacker's going to play because you need to sub them in to get the right skill set in there at different times. Um, but I, I think if he can call that defense, it just gives you a really, really nice group. And we saw last year one injury to a rookie and the whole thing fell apart in safety. We've got to have depth here. And Woods wants to play three safeties, and that is what it's going to be. You've got your strong safety in Harrison. You've got your free safety in John Johnson. And then you've got Del Pitt, who's slot slash, hey, you're seeing an increase. We saw it a lot in the Super Bowl, two high safeties. Del Pitt can, one minute, you think he's lining up over the tight end. And the next thing, he's darted across the field and you go cover two. And that sort of stuff is going to cause issues for a um, quarterback because they don't want stuff moving around in front of their eyes. They, they want to be like, oh, that dude's a, a strong safety. He will only be there. This dude's a free safety. He's only going to be there. When you've got a Delpit and you don't know whether he's covering the tight end or running the deep route, it it, it causes problems. And any all it takes is like 0.2 seconds of uncertainty and Miles Garrett's got his hands on him and that sort of stuff makes a massive difference without a doubt i mean and for those that don't know what type of player we're getting with john johnson uh pro football focus graded him last year the number three safety in the nfl with an 85.6 grade um he was seventh in tackling among those that played 20 percent of the snaps with an 86.2 mark and it wasn't just one season where, you know, he came on and was strong and it was just a strong year and a year that he was going to get paid. He, um, first of all, he was a 24th ranked free agent among players. Um, and this was before players got tagged, uh, I'm missing it real quick, but I think three out of the four years he graded an 80 or above that he's been in the league. He was a third round pick back in 2017. So this isn't just a flash in the pan season. Johnson's been pretty much consistent his first few years 
He's well worth the money. Um, and he's going to be an excellent fit for the Browns. Like we've stated, uh, Joe Woods wants to play a lot of three safety packages. It's probably going to be the base defense, I think, at this point. With everybody healthy, you're going to see a lot of three safety packages. So you're going to have Delpit, you're going to have Harrison, you're going to have Johnson. And I still wouldn't even rule out, and I don't know if you agree, Jack, that we don't spend one of our top draft choices on another safety because, like you said, depth isn't a bad thing to have. And there is some talented safeties among the top 100 prospects, and I would not be shocked that they spent one on a safety still. Yeah, because you, you still need people. At the end of the day, Grant Delpit's yet to play an NFL snap. Ronnie Harrison's got injuries. John Johnson was out, I think, for the 2019 season. So it, it's it's not outside the realm of possibilities. And if you've got three safeties... You need depth to that. You can't be like, oh, I've got three safeties. I've gone into the settings on Madden. We've turned injuries off. Nothing to worry about, boss. It's like the, the world doesn't work like that. And as well, there's nothing stopping you playing four safeties. If if the other guy is good, just because you have a dime defense, it's not, oh, it has to be three cornerbacks and three safeties. No, there's nothing stopping you going, actually, we're not even have a slot corner out there. We can stick another strong safety in there instead or we can stick another slot in there um they can easily work this around so yeah I'm, I'm not really that worried um if they go and draft someone and at the end of the day Ronnie Harrison might not get extended even if he plays good that you can't keep everyone so no I, I think it's it, it's certainly there that the two big areas in need though when you're looking now, it's, it's wide receiver and it's, it's not wide receiver, sorry. It's cornerback and edge defender. They're the only two starting spots left on the Browns roster um, to fill. Yeah, one last stat on Johnson that I completely forgot. Last year, he didn't give up a single touchdown in coverage. So that, I mean, and granted, you know, that Rams secondary is very talented. Jalen Ramsey um, and Johnson, obviously a nice solid one-two punch back there, but Anytime he was targeted, did not give up a touchdown last year. And he he's familiar with First Energy Stadium, 2019, week three, picked off Baker Mayfield late in the game. So he's not from he's not uh too uh what's the word I'm looking for? He's he's familiar to First Energy Stadium. So hopefully we see a lot of interceptions there uh with the Brown with the Browns for sure. Uh Jack, let's talk about all the big moves today and the team that jumps out the most to everybody so far on day one of free agency, the New England Patriots. They have spent a lot of money. Uh, it just came across on um, Adam Schefter. The Patriots just gave Nelson Aguilar a two-year deal worth $26 million, but they've been spending money all day, and this is something we haven't really seen out of Belichick and company up there uh, in quite some time. Uh I, I can't recall them being this big of players in free agency, but it was, should have been expected because they had a lot of cap space to work with uh, coming into free agency. So I only follow three sports accounts on Instagram, and uh, one of them is a very famous member of the uh, New England Patriots front office, and that is Nike the Dog. Um, obviously, of NFL draft fame, and if you haven't seen the picture, just go straight over to the Patriots uh, Twitter account there they are still milking it and it's phenomenal um, and to be fair it's, it's, a, it's a great follow regardless but uh, I, I, I've got no idea I, I'm seeing some of these deals come out and I literally cannot get my head around it it's 
it's, it's just madness. Um, I, I really like the Aguilar signing for them. Yeah, 26 million over two is it's pricey, but it's not crazy. Whereas literally everything else, I'm like, why? It, 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 it's just like, what are they doing? Um, Even the Johnny Smith deal? The Johnny Smith deal, no, I actually did like that one. Um, yeah, that's a so, good yeah, deal. Johnny Smith. The rest of it, I'm just thinking, well, yeah, we, we know as Browns fans from the past, is hey, if you're a bad team, you have to overpay for free agents. And uh, I, I think they're now just accepting the fact that the New England Patriots are a bad team. They don't have a quarterback on their roster. So, uh, not yet, at least. I no. think that Cam deal kind of told them that they're still like, they either they got Cam. But they're also like, we're still looking. Obviously, the Jimmy Garoppolo rumors were out there last week. Um, I can't see them going getting Darnold. Would they? Could you see them getting Deshaun Watson somehow? No. What they need to do is they need to trade up from 46 and give us a future second to pick their QB of the future at number 26 in the draft. That is exactly what needs to happen. The fact that there's probably not going to be a quarterback there that they would want is neither here nor there. But Kellermond, will it will he be gone by then? Who knows? Um, if yeah, Chris but, Sims was running a draft room, Kellermond would be gone by then. Yeah, yeah, because he, he he loves him some Kellermond. You never know that. That's what I'm dreaming of. Yeah, but uh, you know, talk about some of the other deals they made. They gave Matthew Judon a four year deal worth 56 million. That was kind of a surprise. Um, we mentioned Johnny Smith, the big tight end. That was the best one on the market. He got four years, I think 50 million. Uh, they gave Jalen Mills a four year deal. Uh, a lot of, I mean, the Patriots spent a lot of money, and that was just that was probably the biggest surprise today. Um, another move that was making some noise: the Chiefs. Gave five years and eighty million to um, Joe Thune, the uh, guard that was with the Patriots. Obviously, the Chiefs needed to address offensive line, cutting Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz last week. Um, so that helps. Patrick Mahomes gave the smiley face emoji, so he clearly likes that deal. Um, Jack, was there any other deals out there today that just left you head scratching? Did you think was a good move? Like, and not to mention. Yesterday, the Packers paid a running back. Uh, what's your thoughts on the Aaron Jones deal? Obviously, we don't know the details yet, and I know you mentioned this on your podcast, but the uh, Aaron Jones deal, and was there any other deals that left you head-scratching? Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what that cash is for the first two years of the Aaron Jones because I'm thinking it's going to follow the trend of what we've seen, so I'm expecting like 25, 26 million two-year deal with some option years. Um, but that that's the key thing. And lots of people get excited about the average per year, and quite frankly, it doesn't matter. You, you can pay someone a load of money in that fourth year, and they're just never going to get near it. So it's like, what what do we know is 100% there? Um, those cash sort of money, most deals is two-year plus some option years, um, and it's just finding out what those numbers are. The, the big surprise for me was Romeo Aquara, and it was like, There'd been lots of talks of, hey, this is the guy, um, and we're going to be around that sort of... It started off around the six, and it got up to about the eight million range, and potentially, yeah, we're looking at much bigger. Um, it sounds like it's going to be a two-year sort of out, and I don't know how much is in that third year, but I wanted that to be a lot cheaper, and as soon as I saw the money, I'm like, yeah, I'm out on Romeo Aquara. The whole beauty of Romeo Aquara was it was going to cost me eight million, um, rather than 13 million a year, obviously pinch of salt with how that works out. 
But I would say another one, the Yannick Ngokwe was a one that was a lot lower than I thought it'd be. So there have been lots of talk that's going to be up around 17 and a half, which even I thought it's a bit expensive, but I felt like it's, it's going over 15, easy. And that came in at 13 million a year, two-year deal. So um, no, it, it that that's not a bad signing. Um, obviously, you want to get away from paying edge. It's not a great position to invest a load of money in, especially in free agency. But if you're going to do it, Two years, it's, it's not a bad move. So there, there's some interesting names out there. I think the Browns make one more move. Um, and then the rest is going to be that middle of the roster guys that there's going to be some incredible deals out there. Yeah, without a doubt. I wanted to touch on the edge position before we wrapped up because names are coming off the board today. Uh, Leonard For- Floyd just um, agreed to a deal with the Rams and Ian Rappaport is saying $16 million a year. But... Uh, Romeo went off the board today. I was disappointed about that, but like you, when the price came up, it was like, that's okay. Um, it was more than expected, but Shabari went off the board today. Uh, we mentioned Leonard Floyd, uh, Yannick Nagakwe. Obviously, he went off the board too, but there is some intriguing names still out there, and all eyes are clearly right now on Carl Lawson, who it sounds like him and the Bengals negotiations are not working out, and Trey Hendrickson. Uh, who's coming from the Saints. Seems like those are the two names everybody's keeping an eye on right now, but there's still plenty of options out there. Bud Dupree is a potential option. Um, Jadevian Clowney is definitely another option out there for the Browns just because of past history. Uh, Alden Smith is a name we've mentioned uh, privately. So there is guys out there still. And like you, you're talking about one, one more big move. I would think if they're going to make a big, big move, it would be for Lawson or Hendrickson. Um, I don't know if you agree or disagree. Just Lawson. Lawson, I, you're not a Hendrickson I, guy. No, I just, I, I, I think they're going to get similar money, and there's just a there's a solid line there for me that there there is a lot better. Yeah, if we're talking about hey, one's fifteen million, Lawson's fifteen, Hendrickson's nine, then you you start piquing my interest. I'm like, well. I'll, I'll just take Hendrickson then um, because I'm saving that money. If we're talking about a two, three million difference, pff, I'm paying that for Lawson. Um, I, I wouldn't mind going the other route and going, hey, let's look at Melvin Ingram. Let's look at Carlos Dunlap. But if you're going to spend a little extra, again, that quality of someone like Lawson, even if it's like, hey, it might say four years on the, the report, but you're actually looking at two or three year deal. That's easily then off the books by the time Miles Garrett hits. So um, that could work out really, really nicely for the Browns. Um, yeah, the the other one position obviously of interest is hey, it's, it's corner. If they want to go address that, then you've got Casey Hayward Jr. Um, is the the only one I would say that you sign that person and you're like, yeah, we're happier. Yeah, with corner, I can't help but keep thinking. Uh, Lane Adkins tweeted something out and he said those he said something about LSU like those LSU boys or something else or something to that effect and the first name that came to mind was Patrick Peterson now I know he's 30 and he's not the elite shutdown corner he used to be but I can't help but think they're looking for a veteran on a potential one-year deal everybody was talking about Richard Sherman earlier this offseason 
Patrick Peterson. Now, and Jack, another question. Say they don't go and get Carl Lawson and they miss out on Trey Hendrickson as well. Could you see them potentially spending some money at the cornerback position to get a William Jackson or Shaquille Griffin because they're the top two names out on the market at that position? I don't think they go anywhere near Patrick Peterson. I, I would be shocked if he's even a name that made it onto their board. Um, yeah, we, we, they could potentially look at William Jackson. I just don't think they want to spend too much. Another name's just gone off the board of Ronald Darby, a corner. Um, if they want to go cheaper, because it wouldn't surprise me if they just want to bring in a couple of names. So you, you could ask John Johnson to ring his mate and bring in Troy Hill that can play slot corner, but also can play outside pretty much to, I would say a comparable player to his outside quality, obviously a different style of play, but is your Terrence Mitchell. He's not going to light up the world if you ask Troy Hill to play on the outside, but he can do a job. And he's the best slot in the NFL last year for PFF. So the talent's there. Um, a killer with a spoon, I think is a really smart move. Um, obviously has a history of Woods, um, was PFF's sixth best cornerback last year. Yeah, it's only on some snaps. It's not like he was out there playing a thousand snaps. But I, I think that would be a smart move. And if you add them two guys, that for me just rounds off a amazing secondary. Um, and yeah, you could probably throw a Carl Joseph in there if you want to just bring someone else back that's going to be a, a, a strong safety depth. But... No, I, I think that'd be a really, really nice pairing. And then after that, there's some other positions we need to address. For sure. And there's still a lot of intriguing names out there. I know a lot of people were freaking out the first couple hours because the Browns didn't do anything. But I think the John Johnson signing has really calmed the fan base down. And I'm sure Andrew Barry and company are still working the phones, trying to get players here. Uh, you know, we, we haven't talked about linebacker, but I would really... Try. I hope they're on the phone with KJ Wright, gauging his interest and seeing what the potential price might be. Because if they're going to add a linebacker, that's like the only name I'm looking at right now. Yeah, no, I'd 100% um, like to bring in KJ Wright. I just think he just gives us such a good standard there that there's some other young guys, but that's there. Um, I think they're going to sign a coverage linebacker as well. So whether it's Michael Smith or it's Pierre-Louise, I have to butchered his name god knows what it is it's something like that uh from washington um i just think they're both interesting ones that they they can get something worked out um and and that's probably going to be it potentially may it may be what we're talking a couple of corners a couple of linebackers and that after the edge that that's five dudes and that's it and yeah you potentially add one wide receiver that's fine we, we don't need much more than that and, and i'm I'm happy. Nope. And the best part of the day was I looked at my mom today and I was like, mom, there's really good players wanting to come play for the Cleveland Browns. And she gave me the, the what, what'd you say? Are you serious? And I'm just like, come on, mom, you got to get on the hype train. The Browns are a legit team. Players want to come here. We are a contender. And, and that feels so good to say after all we had to go through over the, over the years. But uh, as we wrap things up, if there's any more, breaking stories any breaking uh news over the week we will sit down and do an emergency pod but also stay tuned to the podcast later on this week sitting down with alex hale who dropped his second mock draft on over at the dogland.com last week we'll talk with him as well um get his thoughts on the free agent signings and then we'll talk draft as well so jack as we get on out of here go ahead and plug your twitter and everything you got going on 
Yeah, so the Twitter is at Jack Duffin, D-U-F-F-I-N. So as soon as we get any contract stuff, I'll be breaking those down. I've had a stab at what the John Johnson deal looks like. Um, because, yeah, it can sometimes take a week. If we go back to last year, the Austin Hooper deal, we didn't even know there was a void year in it until I think it was about seven to ten days afterwards. Um, so, yeah, it just takes a little bit of time for that information to come out. So, uh, no, exciting times. There's lots going on. It's my favourite time of the year in terms of the NFL. So, no, thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, go Browns. Thank you. And as always, uh, follow me on Twitter at JackMcCurry08. Follow the site, thedogland.com or at thedogland on Twitter. And until we get out of here, until next time, go Browns. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.